we are back again for another week at the barber shop. You guys spoke and we have listened. The fans have been asking for more and more. So we said uh, we'll give y'all a special Friday edition. See how that goes. Get a, get a show in here on Friday since there's so much basketball and other good sports talk to be had. So you asked for more and we give you what you asked for. Thank you everybody for tuning in to this week's, this Friday, special Friday edition of the Barbershop on playersvoice.com. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined on my right by my right-hand man, DJ. How you doing today, bro? Good, man. What's up? Happy to have you. And of course, the man behind the scenes, the reason nothing seems to ever go right around here. A1, how you doing today, buddy? Great, man. Great. Glad you can have it. Let's hop right into it. Since we last talked, the NBA has held its draft lottery with pretty much zero uh, suspense or, excuse me, action involved. The Kembe tweets out Hours earlier, congratulations <laughs> to the Sixers for the one seed. Then says, oops, I guess I don't know. My bad. And then, ironically enough, the Sixers get the one seed. What do you make of that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like he was just kind of like hoping or guessing they got it. I don't think he knew. You think he knew? That's a hell of a coincidence. The way, the way, the way Stephen A., the way he explained how the process goes is when everybody's in the room, they don't know until an hour before. And he tweeted like hours before. It was like 4 o'clock when he, when he but tweeted. That's what he, but I don't know. There's something there. It's something fishy? It, it, it's, something, it's something there. I mean, um, the whole lottery thing, I, I don't, you know, it's like, it's kind of weird because you do, in this sport, you do have people who will just tank. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of want to prevent that. But then, you know, it's also when you have teams that are continually bad and they never end up with the first pick. You know, whereas though the Sixers have been historically bad for a decade now, and in that time, Cleveland's won two lotteries, you know, and which mm-hmm. is pretty – I mean, they were able to turn their number one picks into, you know, valuable players. Right. And meanwhile, the Sixers, no matter how bad they are, still end up finding themselves not that not with the number one pick. So, you know, yeah, it's certainly – They're not making good picks with no, the they're picks not. they have. No, they're not. And there's a, and there's a lot of teams that do that. So I, I definitely don't believe that there's a correlation between having the high drive pick every year. Anyway, if you don't know what you're doing – like. For Cleveland, when they got it, and you essentially just used threw it away on Anthony Bennett, like you know that was that was a complete waste of a number one pick overall. I feel like I feel like maybe he was just trying to say good luck, which you know his English ain't that great. <laughs> Lost in translation. There, yeah, there's no way you know at four something he's like congratulations for getting the number one pick. He's meaning to tweet that out. There's no way. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a good look. He's not that reckless. No, nah, he's not. No, nah, he's definitely not at all. I, I definitely think it wasn't a um, a good look. For it at all. Uh, in football, real quick, you see that, uh, Michael Bennett made a comment about, um, Sam Bradford and just basically saying, you know, welcome to the rest of the NFL world where you have actually have to compete for your job. And I thought it was a very accurate and, um, true statement in terms of the fact that at every other position in the NFL, every guy, every guy has to compete for their job. And the quarterback, whereas though he's also already been guaranteed a pretty penny and has already made a pretty penny. They bring in a quarterback to compete, and you're up in arms, and you want to say, you know, trade me. I do feel like that kind of seems like sour, sour grapes. That's the business, man. You gotta, you know, fight for your spot. Right. You should be able yeah. to have to fight for you. The yeah. idea that they said we're bringing in some some kid who actually doesn't even sound like he's, you know, well beater to begin with, and and you, you know, what I'm saying you want out of town. That's kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. I was I was glad he called him out on it. I thought it was true. Um, Hornacek gets the next job. That's interesting. Came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, 
I don't know how um New York New York fans should feel about this one. I like Jeff. I think he's fine, but in New York, it's just different, man. I don't yeah. know if he's built for that one. Right, it's not Utah yeah. at all. Yeah. Matter of fact, you couldn't be if two two systems and cities that on complete opposite ends of the spectrum, you know what I mean? It would be Utah, New York, and for a guy who spent his whole playing career and well, most of the majority of his playing career, I mean, he he was in Philadelphia for a hot second after the um for a real hot second, but um to go from Utah to New York, he was in Phoenix. Yeah, he was in Phoenix. Still far cry from New York. Far yeah, from New far, York. Far from yeah. New York. Yeah. And I don't. What, what would you say overall about the job Phil has done over there? Um, mind you, this dude's making like twenty million a year or something yeah, stupid. Yeah. Ten million dollars a year, something ridiculous. I feel like the the team the team they started with last year. I thought I thought they would be more competitive. Really? Yeah. Calderon like, at the one, Melo at the two. I mean, I mean, Aflalo at the two, Melo at the three, Porzingis and Lopez. I thought that was that that wasn't bad. Calderon didn't do what was expected of him. Stay right there though. I like Calderon. Me and you both like Calderon. Yeah. But I, I don't see Calderon as a triangle point guard. And uh, Calderon is a more of a point guard, traditional point guard that mm-hmm. we prefer. Bring the ball up mm-hmm. and distribute. The triangle mm-hmm. point guard is. You you get the, the you don't distribute the ball the, the system distributes the ball right but so so if you're gonna have a a guy who's a ball dominant point guard mm-hmm. I mean if you look at the the triangle at its most successful points you know it's, it's Ron Harper Derek Fisher mm-hmm. you know these are guys who are just point guard by by name only really yeah but, but Calderon is a high percentage good shooter very good and they and they with Kerr and Paxton and Armstrong. Them guys can, you know, knock down shots. It, it takes some of the pressure off of him. But he just couldn't do it defensively. And, you know, he didn't shoot it at the same – he didn't shoot it the same way he's been shooting in past years. And also, they, they – the way they was managing Porzingis' minutes this year, I don't understand. He's 19, 20 years old. You know, they just kind of trying to play him 28, 29 minutes. Let him play. What you – for a guy like Melo, he, I mean, what, just speak on that in terms of, like, where he's at in his career right now versus the people he's came in with in his draft class, the success that they've had, and he's kind of not even remotely close to a title at all. And it's you know it's been it's been rough you know for Melo. I mean he's got he got accolades. You know everybody knows he's one of the best scorers in the league, and you know he got close in Denver, mm-hmm. but you know had to run in L.A. But there in New York, you know they got they're gonna have to he's gonna have to get out of there. They got to bring him some firepower in there, or it's gonna. And still, when, and and it, and it very, very, very rarely ever yeah. happens. You know yeah. what I mean? It very, very rarely ever happens. Uh, ask David West. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, not only did he lose $10 million, he's <laughs> actually no closer to the ring than he was in in Indiana. Yeah. Indiana and the Spurs went out in the same round yeah. this year. You yep. know, he could have stayed in there, kept his money, and also left in the, in the second round at the same way. I mean, by, in theory, they were closer, but he ain't playing any later than he would have been playing if he was in Indiana. Not at all. You know what I mean? So... You look at Melo and you just say to yourself, I mean, is it time? Would you see? You think it's time for Melo to leave New York? You think it's, it can happen in New York? You think it's time to, you know what? I mean, what do you see? Do you see the Dirk situation? Like, is it possible, you know, where everybody had pretty much written off Dirk's career and then boom, the right pieces landed? But the thing is, in Dallas, I always felt like Cuban kept pieces coming in. You know yeah. what I mean? And it yeah. was like, they were never really all the way out of it. It was like, right. you know, and he kept, a Nash, a Finley, a Walker, a Jameson, 
like he kept Jason Kidd, yeah. Karan Butler. He kept. They were always in. competitive. They were always competitive. The Knicks huh. ha- ha- haven't been haven't been so good in a weak Eastern Conference. Very weak. Yeah. And and so what what do you think happens for Melo? Or what do you think he needs to do? What would you like to see, Melo? Well, they got to they got to bring some more some more players in. It. It's New York. At some point in time, New York, you know, got to be good again. Right, but the yeah. names every time everybody's in agreement, right? And then in off season, hear the names we hear: Afalo, Lopez, Calderon. Like, not that type of power. You know, what I mean, nah. those are those are like those are, you know, extra bargaining chips at the yeah. end. Those are sixth and seventh men. Yeah, and and it's just like you know, it can't be in the off season where teams are bringing in Lamarcus Aldridge and, and stuff like that, and, yeah. and LeBron's over there, you know, making power moves every time you turn around, and you're talking about. Good news, Melo. We gotta follow. Like that, that's not going to cut it. I mean, the the Porzingis pick worked out for them. Now they just gotta maybe a Cousins, uh, you but know, Porzingis Paul is, George. Somebody gotta come over there. Porzingis is still, you would agree, two years away from being yeah, at least, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just saying as far as you know, moves they've made, the pick it, it worked for them. I like yeah, I like him. I think he will be once he gets stronger. He's so young. He's gonna be really good. Yeah, I think that he will be and he can be, but I also think that that's – my guess is that when he's in his prime, Melo will be out of his prime. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you just kind of figure out – it's like Melo was just stuck there in New York on a, um, just a bad team with, with no no hope, really. As far as I'm concerned, there's no – anything short of KD – I mean, right now we have KD Westbrook, and then that's it, really, like in terms of his free agent. I think Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Yeah, I don't think the White Howard joining the Knicks makes them a title contender. No, but I mean, playoff team, low low seed playoff team, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, at this point in Melo's career, is that is that enough? I think he'd take it That'd over be, what's, what's happening be, right now. That would be a huge a huge help for them. I mean, because I, I I think you'll see a different Dwight Howard if in New York than you've seen in Houston. Did you hear this come out that the White Howard went to management and they told him he's not supposed to be involved in the office? No. Yeah, that's that's that that's what the uh somebody can put who's out there listening and watching. They can post the, the link on there, but apparently the, they told the White Howard they didn't want him to be involved in the offense, which is like that's weird. Which now as crazy as it sounds, definitely matches up with what you're seeing on the television. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So you can't be like, wow, I can't believe that. I'm like, well, it's kind of what we saw. He was not involved in the offense. Dude's out here getting six and seven touches a game. And that's with three offensive rebounds. You know what I mean? You so see what happened happened with that. Yeah, it, 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 absolutely. I could I couldn't agree with you more. I, I wouldn't. I don't hate Dwight Howard in New York. I I, I like it, but again, it, it can't. It just. I feel like every time we address this this um, player circle movement, Melo's always getting the short end of the stick. You, you know what I mean? Like whereas though out there in Dwayne Wade's got Grogic better than anybody on the Knicks. You know, Bosch still better than anybody on the Knicks. And then again, when it comes for agency, they grab Joe Johnson. Yep. They get uh, you know Luel Deng. Like these are all players who are better than everybody on the Knicks. Yeah. And then they and then they locked up with the Whiteside situation, you know, and pretty much got an All Star player off the street. And again, Melo's over there with with just pretty much nothing. Yeah. And no shot. Yeah. I mean, but what it took for the guys who came in with Melo. To get rings is for them to team up with each other. All on the same team. And he just was like, I'm not doing that one. Yeah, he like, definitely got left I mean, out now, of that. One. Now it's like you don't have a choice. You got to, you got to get one or two other all stars with you. 
Yeah, now now you definitely don't don't have much of a choice. I would like to see him and Chris Paul. Like if 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 LeBron Wade, if the whole that little clique is all going to be on one team except for him. There's there's two there's two other people in that clique and that's Melo and Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And then I mean they both were trying to do it. Well, they might as well join forces and be on the same team. If you guys are going to be three and four deep every time we turn around. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Um, going to the Golden State. OKC game number two. Speak on what you saw in game two. Um, that, that pretty much thought was gonna happen. I said that um, this game would probably get ugly. Um, Golden State was more motivated. I thought in th- the third quarter of the first game, I mean, they just got a little too complacent. They they felt like they were just going to cruise to a win. OKC ain't give up. Westbrook turned it up, and um. You gotta, you know, gotta inspire go to state team. It's really hard to beat them like that. Now that we feel like we've kind of seen both of these teams at full tilt at their best, what, 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 what do you expect to see? What do you, what do you see? Do you see these two teams? We've seen both teams play pretty much firing on all cylinders. Two teams firing on all cylinders. Both of these teams firing on all cylinders. Who's the better team? Um, go to state. You gotta prove to me you can beat go to state four times, and. It's, it's hard to really see that happen. I mean, great as Cleveland playing, great as um, OKC's playing, it's just hard to, for me to see somebody beat Golden State four times. I couldn't agree with you more. We back, we went back to, again, we see Westbrook and Durant heavy, dominant. Durant was Durant had it all going together. Yeah. And I'd have liked to have seen them feed him more while he was, mm-hmm. while he was hot. And it seemed like, I mean, he was really, really hot. Yeah. And they kind of got away from him and then tried to, come back to him later and it's kind of like you know the, the magic had worn off and at that point you're just watching OKC almost go through the motions and just resort back to what we've been seeing the whole time. Well that's what happened with that team is like they take turns. You go, you got KD going you know the whole first half he's like 8 for 12 at one point and then okay now it was like okay it's Russell's turn instead of you know him being on the team it was like no we're going to keep going to KD the whole time you know, they they taking turns, and when, you know, Russell tried to get his going, he couldn't really get it going, and and the game just got out of hand. After that four-point play, when KD fouled Steph, and and then Steph went off for that two minutes, it was over after that. What do you make of the whole KD uh, bumping into waiters, cursing at waiters? Nothing or a little bit of something there? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess KD's, you know, he's not. He's he's a little tougher than he used to be, I guess. Because I, I seen Waiters said something to him when he passed him the ball. And then after KD made the shot, you know, he went over to him because Waiters must was, I'm, I'm assuming, he was telling him, you know, basically telling him to shut up because he missed him on the lob and KD was jumping up and down. And then when he passed him the ball, he must have said something and KD ain't, ain't like that too much. I actually tried to, you know, text, text KD and he's like, yo, what a way to say to you, but he didn't hear me back. <laughs> he must know you on this side now. You're not going to get me on, on that media guy. That's, that's funny. That's funny. But not even for, for this. No, 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 no. I know no. myself. Yeah. yeah. What, what, I mean, so do you, watching that, being in that league, you know, obviously the media and the TV sitting at home, everybody's like, wow, he bumped his own teammate and cursed at him. Yeah. That's big. Do you think, do you look at that and being like, nah, stuff like that happens all the time? Or are you being, or would you say like, I mean, in your 10 year career in the NBA, anybody ever, Yell at you, bump into you, or you ever seen that normal teammate? Hell no. But I mean, I'm not that. I'm not that kind of guy. Like you know, if if I miss somebody, and I mean, I've never just had that exchange with you know a teammate at all. But Have I, you seen it? Nah, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen that. 
like that where a guy had to, you know, bump you. But I've seen, you know, you know, guys, you know, get into it over, you know, not being in the right place on defense or, you know, not passing the ball at the right time. I felt like the bumping part was – I mean, people curse at each other all the time. That's normal. Yeah. That's That happens in every work environment. Yeah. But the bumping – There was I the mean, issue in Phoenix this year with uh, Morris when he got into it, like, heavy with this dude on the sideline. Like, they was about to, like, throw blows at each other. Yeah. I seen that. I wasn't sure what it was over. But I did, I did see that um, that sideline exchange, and and then more of the Abaca three point specialist. The, the Abaca three point tour continues again. Still the three. And I was thinking, I'm driving, and I'm listening to we're all at this table, Drake fans, and I'm listening to the album, and I'm like, dude, with all the singing, you know what I mean? Like, I know you, you're not even really a good singer. Like, you can sing. You're not bad at singing, mm-hmm. and you're singing. Mm-hmm. And every Drake fan is like, dude, stop with the singing. We just want to hear you rap. You're like, that's what you do. You're a beast of that. And that's how I feel about Ibaka every time you see him at a three-point line. It's like, <laughs> here you go again with the Ibaka with the three-point shot. Like, you can hit a three. You're not the greatest three-point shooter who ever lived. Okay. You know, but you're a beast on the, in the paint and a defensive specialist and all of that. You're, a, you know, at three years ago, we were talking about you as one of the best big men in the league. Mm-hmm. And now you're at the three-point line. I don't know when the last time he blocked the shot or had a dunk. Exactly. So it's when I see a block at the three-point line, it's the same way I feel when you get to that next track and you hear Drake singing. You'll be like, huh, there's three singing tracks on this, on this CD again. You'll be like, huh, when is he going to get a, you know, the rapping Drake? And that's that's how I feel about it. It's like I want to hear Drake rap, not sing, and I want to see a Baca on the block and in the paint, not out there shooting threes. You know I def- I mean? Well, I don't, I don't – a Baca doesn't have post work, for one. That's something that he need to work on. I wouldn't take it as far as the, as the Drake thing because <laughs> for us who maybe want to see him rap more, there's a lot of people who want to hear him sing. Especially, Especially his target audience. You know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, it's like he's not a great singer. He's like a, he's like a decent singer. You know what I mean? Like he's not a vocalist or anything. He wouldn't be out here singing. Like if he just came out with, you know, don't, don't look for him to be going on tour with R. Kelly. You gotta see the big picture, man. All them songs sound good to me. It's a bigger picture than just giving us what we want. And that's, and that's what, that's what Abaka says, too. <laughs> yeah. I, gotta, I gotta give this for the ladies, man. These, these threes <laughs> is for the ladies. Because here's the thing is three years ago, we're watching Abaka and he's raw. He's blocking everything. He's catching yeah. alley-oops. Mm-hmm. He's doing this. And they're like, man, if this guy could work on his footwork, he could be dominant. Yeah. He said, why well, work on your footwork when you can work on your three? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. all that, that, Trust me, he spent, he didn't go from shooting no three pointers to shooting four or five a game without, that means he spent plenty of time working on his three. You know what I mean? Like lots and lots and lots. And I'm sure I have to tell you, cause you, I'm sure you know from a guy not knowing how to shoot to, for him to be shooting that much, like he must have spent a lot of time in the gym working on his three. And what if he used that time to work on some footwork? Yeah, man. I mean, he never had a bad shot, but it just, it's, it got better and better. And now, which means he was working on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his and, footwork hasn't. Being a shooter is a gift and a curse, man, because once you know you can knock them shots down, you're like, I'm not about to go down there and wrestle. I can he's, shoot. He's a big man, dude, and yeah. especially on that team where, I mean, KD and, and, and Westbrook do enough shooting for everybody. Like, he, we don't, the last thing he needs is one more guy on the three-point line shooting. What's I that? heard. I don't know how reputable it is. but the long ball. Exactly, man. That, that's what Abaka says. What do you say, anyone? I don't know how reputable it is, but um, on the Lebertard show, the guy that comes on there, I mean, Al Hassan, yeah, he said yeah. that's what the I coaches like want. They, they what him shooting threes? They said that's that yeah that that's what they they want him out there, not necessarily down low. I mean, like I said, I don't spacing, know how spacing. Yeah, I mean that's you know it. I fit, that's what they did with Chris Bosh, uh-huh. and you know I guess because with a guy like LeBron and Dwayne Wade 
all they're doing is driving and attacking. So that's why you want Bosch out at the three point line to give people room. Right. I, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I've always not been, I don't think you sacrifice one person's talent necessarily for another person's in that way. I mean, you, you know more basketball than me, DJ. And I mean, like, I get it. It makes sense. The idea, if you're going to have, if you want KD and Westbrook to be driving to the basket. It's nice to have the guy standing out in the corner to keep his man out there and spread the floor. Mm. I get it. But to just turn a power forward and a, essentially just remove him from the offense, I'm not a fan. But the difference between what Bosch does and Ibaka is Bosch can actually drive to the rim. When you close out of him hard, he can dribble to the rim and finish, you know, with a dunk or a layup. Bosch, I mean, Ibaka, I haven't really seen him, you know, have a guy run out on him hard. He dribble in and, and finish. He just passes the ball if he don't have the shot. And that's something. If he's going to be a three-point shooter, he need to learn how to, you know, take two dribbles and finish. And, and the thing is, it's not like even these three-point shots. It's not like you're kicking it out to him and he's shooting it in, in rhythm either. It's almost like he catches, waits. He only shoots. It's almost like the Bruce Bowen sort of thing. Like he only shoots unless he's wide open. And he sets his feet, gets his arms, gets his posture right and everything. And he's shooting, and like you said, he hasn't added anything to it in terms of like the pump fake, put the ball on the ground, drive, or anything of that, which Bosch does have. Tyrell Burst says OKC can beat Golden State if they don't get frustrated and close the quarters out strong. This dude, Steph Curry, scored. Uh, they broke the math down on it. Cornheiser uh, did it yesterday on PTI, and it was something ridiculous like 27 points in like five minutes in terms of. It was that two-minute stretch that he had, what do you have, 13 points or something like that, and one two-minute stretch, and then earlier, and if you combine that with the first quarter where he scored another 13 points mm-hmm. in like two minutes, mm-hmm. he put the two minutes combined, and it's like the dude did all of his scoring in a combined four minutes. Right, because for a while, I'm looking at the game like, man, Steph got to shoot the ball. Steph got to shoot the ball. He's just running around, passing, wasn't being aggressive at all. And then that fast. A fast break, pull up. The run three-on-one. And he stopped. That's literally video game stuff right there. And then you see he, he looked at Ibaka and said something to him before the ball went in. That means Ibaka must have said something to him. I think it was a little frust- frustration because first, on the, on the four-point play with KD, I bring up again, he got fouled the first time when he went up and they didn't call it. And then I don't, I'm not sure if he got fouled that second time on the three. I couldn't believe they didn't show it again. I couldn't tell. But I think that kind of got him going. That that missed call, KD throwing him to the ground, kind of holding him down there for a second. Definitely gave him a little, yeah, a little yeah. push, nudge sort of, nudge sort of thing down there. And um, I don't know that that's a bear right there. I'm not sure why you would poke him. And even for like KD to come into the press conference and say he takes bad shots and so they he, just happen to go in. So he makes bad shots. He makes bad shots, yeah. which is I couldn't agree with you more. Those are definitely, you know. Any other person in the world takes those shots, mm-hmm. and you ask yourself, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, you know, a three-on-one fast break. One sure way to find yourself sitting next to the coach: give that a shot. A three-on-one fast break, and you decide to pull up for three, and see how that works for you. But for him, it's it's a good shot. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's what the kids are saying that, and that's what the game is, you know, turning into now. And I'm not a fan of that. No, but you got to know, you got to know what you can do and you can't do. Yeah, and you got to have your coach has got to coach these kids. See that now that that I will agree with you is that that is what the kid because while we joke and say man give that a shot thing is somebody is going to give it a shot at the high school level yeah. and the college level and and it's going to be oh you know I, I I thought I had it I saw Seth Curry do it and I thought man look at there it is right there he'd be like wow that was a credible shot and you know if I can give that a shot at my level mm-hmm. and then you no son at the end of the day 
a three on one is supposed to end in a layup or a dunk. Right. But mm-hmm. me, I got tired of saying high school games and college games where nobody can shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was you know LeBron era. Everybody wanted to go to the basket and think they can dunk and finish up and all cross these guys. Over. I'm like nobody can shoot the ball. And now, you know, guys are taking pride in trying to, you know, make shots. We're shooting threes. Because the lost art is the mid-range. Yeah, yeah. You know, because what it is, it's threes. And threes at ridiculous, uh, at ridiculous lengths at that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, people are shooting from way behind the, way behind the line. And then, fast forward to last night. So I wake up this morning and I go to our sports talk group. And the debate was about seating. Okay? And... There's a group which a bunch of LeBron lovers in it. Kyle, this is one of the first times that we disagreed. Yeah, I think Kyle, Kyle brought up uh, one of your boys. What you talk to me about Teddy Dupay? Yeah, we were talking yeah. about Teddy. What about Teddy? I guess that's a shot selection that um, Steph's taking, like Teddy. Yeah, no, nah, Teddy used to do it. But I was watching his. Um, I don't know how. Ironically, after we talked, to, like yeah, we his thing came. About Teddy yeah, Dupay. something <laughs> came up. Like, oh, you know what? He tried to. That's what it was. And I wanted to ask you about it. He tried to break this Guinness Book of World Records for most three pointers made in the 24 hours, and he just tried it like last month, and it was some ridiculous amount. I think he made like five thousand three pointers. Who did this? Teddy Dupay. Recently? Yeah, like within the last month. Hmm. He did, like he locked himself. I, I, in. I don't know where he's been. I that's good. Yeah, he's, still... he's down in. Um, he actually while I was went and looked up the stuff, he tried out for the Heat two years ago or last year, and uh, what's call it? Said he looked good. Like Teddy Dupay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The dude had like been arrested and locked up and had a fell off the face of the earth. And then he's opened up a shooting camp, in, um, and he's like a fitness guru down there in Tampa or outside of Tampa somewhere. And he was he was at the Heat, got a Heat tryout, and he said he did, you know, really well. He said, shoot him, he just happens to be 35 now, so, yeah. and, you know, small to begin with. Yeah. But, um, so he's a shooting instructor, and I was pulling up, they showed his high school clips. Look at Teddy DuPay's high school clips. He's definitely Steph Curry and them people from yeah. At high school level, yeah. you know, just inside half court. It was funny. And he, he did a, I guess, on his Guinness Book of World Records. Hey, want pull it up for me real quick? Just look it up. What it was, Steph Curry's uh, most three-pointers. I mean, excuse me, Tay Dupay's most three-pointers in a, in a 24-hour period. And uh, just to throw, A1 had the correct number, but it was like, I think the Guinness Book record is like 10,000 three-pointers. And he made like, wasn't even close. I think he made like 5,000. He made like half. And true to what you would think, all his knuckles were swollen, ankles were swollen, hands were swollen, everything. And he's like, he had to fight through injury. And I'm just thinking in my head, could you possibly imagine just shooting three pointers for? 20? That's the record. And who 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 has the record? I'm sure it's somebody. Record. That's who? the record, right? Who? Some nobody that matches. Not an NBA player or anything like that. And what? Did, and how many did Teddy Dupay have? That's that's the record. Ten thousand. Yeah, he didn't he didn't make the record though. He tried to break the record, and he didn't come close to it. As much as I love shooting and love seeing the ball <laughs> go in the basket, I'm not. I'm not doing that one. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I never heard of that. And the I'm, fact that. I'm a fall off. And the thing is, like, the dude made, I want to say, it was like over 50%. I think he made like 60% of them. Hmm. You, you know what I mean? And so you said, and that being said, still didn't even come within 5,000 of the record. Yeah. But, but, yeah, because yeah, it says he made his 5,000 shot with 10 minutes to go. Yeah, so he made so, 5,000 yeah. three pointers and didn't even come halfway close. He didn't even. 5,000 three pointers in 24. That's ridiculous. No, nah, we talking college, high school three, NBA three. I'm assuming. Was, I'm assuming it's the regular. Not, if this a nobody guy who doesn't really play basketball, he's probably not shooting NBA threes. 
I'm probably in a regular high school gym. Yeah, but damn, if it's lit. It don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even want to make 10,000 layups. <laughs> yeah, right. Hours, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that, that's just crazy all the way around. But anyway, going back to the, um, to what we we're saying, the seating wise, and as you watch last night's game, it, it's, it's painful to watch. And, um, you know, why I don't, you, we, we've been saying, you know, what do you do and how do you fix it? And you kind of say, you know, you don't. You have to wait for it to balance itself out. I'm almost, after watching last night's game and watching the entire Eastern Conference lack thereof of a playoffs, and this isn't about LeBron. This is just about competitiveness. I, I'm, I'm open to letting it, let it be the eight, the eight best teams from the East and the eight best teams from the West. That's fine, give them that. But reseeding them come playoff time, a one seed and a 16 seed. That would be hard to do. It makes for a ten times better product. Yeah, it, it does, but I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna be able to pull that one off. What 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 do you think would be the biggest challenge geographic? Because here's here's the thing, right? So when I got to breaking it down and I got to thinking, right? I'm daydreaming, driving, listening, and I thought about when we broke down the top ten players left in the playoffs. Okay, and we just threw Kyle Lowry and everybody collectively just threw Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan in there, just like. Off for the strength of what they did in the regular season. Not even anything that they've done now. Just like, you know, they're two pretty good players. Just throw them in there at the back of the list. They're not at the top of anybody's list. So then I got to thinking about who the best players are in the NBA and how the structure of the way things are right now. And then I got to thinking, realizing, so we say Kevin Love is the third best player on the cast. Kevin Love is better than every other player in the East, number one player, with the exception of Melo, Dwayne Wade. Paul George. Paul George, yes. Mm-hmm. Paul George mm-hmm. and John Wall, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's their third best player. Mm-hmm. He is better than every other team's number one player. And that's what we're going to call a playoff battle? You, you know what I mean? Like, that's – we're going to see all of these teams in here. And, and that's just ridiculous. So then I went and looked and I started looking at the all-NBA the all team where they three teams, 15 players. You're getting three East, three players in the East and two of them on the same team? Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? When when this All NBA team comes out this year, it's going to be Paul George, LeBron James, maybe Kat, Kyrie Irving. If they're nice to Dwayne, if they're nice to Dwayne Wade, maybe they'll add him on there. That's it. You're going to get three players from the Eastern Conference. Now, mind you, in the Western Conference, all these guys are on the same team. You, you know what I mean? And it's just like the Eastern Conference is slowly becoming a JV team. I go up and pull up the All Star lineup, and I'm seeing names like Kyle Korver. Al Horford, uh, Isaiah Thomas, like nothing wrong with these guys. Nice guys, good players. Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap spent his first five years in the Western Conference, and aside from the elite basketball fans, nobody in the world had a clue who the hell Paul Millsap is. Unless you play fantasy basketball or you live in Utah, there's no reason for you to know who Paul Millsap is. He goes to the Eastern Conference, and he's one of the best. He's one of the 12 best players in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference has become a JV circuit. It just has. You know, there, there's no if ands, or buts about it. I mean, these guys who are in the East make – you just look look at the Eastern All-Star thing, and you say, you guys really sent Kyle Corbett to an All-Star game? you got to be kidding me. Well, you, when you meanwhile, in the, in the West, Damian Lillard can't meanwhile, in the, it, prime make the example, All-Star meanwhile, team. Damian Lillard, the West doesn't even have a spot for Damian Lillard in the All-Star game. <laughs> but they're sending Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Isaiah Thomas – you know what I'm saying? Kyle Corver. Iggy made it one year averaging 13 points. Iggy made it one year when he's out there. I mean, and you, and you say to yourself, this is unreal. This is who you guys are sending to the All-Star game. 
and and then so then what happens is is that you have one varsity team playing in a junior in a JV circuit. So they get to feast, 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 feast on all of this, on all of this JV living, and then just arrive at the finals. Yeah. And it's like, let if there's gonna be, you can't you can't control the bottom part of the end because the, the argument will be, what about Portland? What about Mil-? that's fine. There's gonna be bottom seat teams in the playoffs. That's fine. Why not let everybody get a bite of that in the first round? You, you know what I mean? Why, why is it that? Why is it that a team like San Antonio wins seventy-two games and their reward for excuse me sixty-seven games and their reward for winning sixty-seven games is here? You get OKC in the second round. That, that that's not right. Why not break it up in half seeding and 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 let it be that way? But a one seed versus a, a versus a sixteen or excuse me, this seed would be a one versus an eight. And just spread out the bad teams because what it happens is in a realistic when we start this season off, there were healthy wise, health wise, if everybody we agreed that there was come down to the three, there's three teams that had a shot to win. So volume messing up with us. On which one? Oh, mines. Mm, what is it? I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. It's probably just the iPad. Okay. But, but going in, we have at the end we have three teams that were healthy that have a shot to win it: San Antonio, Cleveland. Golden State. Okay? If if healthy, the Clippers can be in there, and uh, Memphis should probably be in there. That's not going to change if you put them all together. The same teams are, are going to have the chance of winning. Right. Absolutely. But here's the difference, DJ, is that – so if we say that based on that, we have six teams that we legitimately say they're good enough to win a title. Five of them are on the same side of the bracket. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like that's – so I'm not saying that you're increasing anybody's chance of winning – but you're creating a better product when you don't have five of the teams, five of the six teams that are legitimately have a shot to win the title are all on the same side of the bracket. Like that would never work in an like in an NCAA tournament if the one seed was, you know, the top the top ten teams in the country were all on the same side of the bracket. And the other team was playing nothing but Eastern Carolina, coastal, you know, Florida Gulf Coast, and da da da. And you'd be like, yo, that that's that's not how a tournament is supposed to be. Nah, I agree with you. Cause I really don't care much about the Eastern Conference, none of them, none of them series, you know what I mean, was, was good for me. I think the Charlotte and, um, Miami series was okay. Other than but that. Here's the thing. The Charlotte and, and Miami series is okay in terms of entertainment for watching those two teams equally matched. Mm-hmm. And no, you're not watching that game thinking one of these teams could win the title. At all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like at all. If you tune in, generally what you like to think when you're watching, okay, when you tune in and you watch OKC play San Antonio, you're like, man, one of these teams right here could win the title. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching two teams go for it that could win a title. You're watching, okay, you're watching Charlotte play the Heat. You're just watching them for exhibition purposes only, really. Yeah. You're not watching them thinking, man, this is one of these teams right here is going is going to take the title. You know what I mean? So it, you have to. What do you think the trouble would be in reseeding? Like in doing it? I mean, do you think it's geographic? Like, let's just say hypothetically. You're one team, eighteen. So let's say Golden State draws the Knicks. Do you think that travel-wise, there's a problem between playing two games in New York then flying to playing two games in Golden State? Yeah. You think it's that big of a deal? I I don't think it is, but I think they can they can say it is. They can use that. Like we don't want to fly that far to have to play in two days. As somebody who's done that, you think it's that big of a deal? No. Okay. The the, the flights are very comfortable. You just play cars and go to sleep. Right. <laughs> you wake up and you land in the you know, bed of a 
five-star hotel. It's pretty quick. And it's a, and it's a, especially the way the first round goes, where some of these games is three, three days in between. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Anyway, because they break it out to get. I'm just talking about from a standpoint of giving us a better basketball product, because it, it really sucks that this time, at this time of the year right now, we're going down to. You know, it, it's that everything is all this hype for one for one series, and zero hype for 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 the other series. Go ahead. Somebody got something. Kyle says four teams can win a title. That's it. Right now, Kyle. My point is, is that th- of those four teams, which is what we are all in agreement, is four teams have a shot. Three of them are on the same side of a bracket. How is that? How is that fair? Like in any other sport, you know, when he, when you go he, to. When you go to Wimbledon, when you do the whatever the case may be, Serena, Venus, all those the number one, the, all the top ten players in the world aren't all on the same side of the bracket. You have it set up one seed, two seed, one seed, two seed. You know what I mean? Go ahead. And he said that he said that in response to David said before that, but the West only has like four more titles than the East. And since when? I mean, what are you talking about? In the history of basketball? Yeah, and probably top of the history of basketball. Yeah. And that is relevant for this conversation here. We're talking about today, 2016, yeah, the history of basketball. Yeah, I mean, and, and those titles is, is, is the Celtics. So does that, I mean, the Celtics have what, 16, 17 titles? I'm, I'm not sure what that, what the history, what that would have to do with anything. And again, I guess, we're I not. I guess he's saying, I guess at one point in time, it was, it was the other way around. So why change it? Because maybe it, you know, it'll shift back to the East at some point in time. And, and the reason I'm saying change it, again, people, the reason I'm going to say change it is because we, all as basketball fans, yourselves included, who watch this, you guys know this is not the best product. There's no reason that the entire world, let's watch when this comes out, okay? And from a rating standpoint, like Collins, move that out the way, anyone, because that might get in the block. When that you should have the Western Conference ratings be getting a 12, and the Eastern Conference is getting like a 2. Like that, that, that lets you know that there's a flaw in the product. That it, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be everybody. It, it shouldn't be that we're tre- If this was a boxing match, the Eastern Conference would, would not even be the number one undercard. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the fight before the fight before the fight before the fight. Mm-hmm. Whereas though, San, last round San Antonio versus OKC is a better series than any series that we'll see in the Eastern Conference. Kyle, so you can't change it for um, temporary circumstances. It, they didn't change it when it was like, when it was the other way around. You know, Boston was winning all of them. You know, the Bulls winning and Detroit winning. And there wasn't a lot of good teams in the West at that time. The Lakers, maybe. See, it was Golden State. Right. Kind of. Here's, here's the thing, DJ and Kyle. You guys are making it about East-West and about – and I and I 100% agree with you in that, yes, you know, it will swing. And right now the West is the better conference, and that doesn't mean it's always going to be that. And at a point in time, it was the East. Eliminate the names from East-West. I'm talking about putting together the best possible product right. for the fan. Right. In tennis, in any other sport where it's a one-on-one, the Olympics, you put the best two teams on opposite sides, you put the second two opposite sides, mm-hmm. and that's in competition-wise. Mm-hmm. If we were to form a basketball tournament, DJ, amongst all of our friends, would we not push you and another NBA player on the opposite ends? We wouldn't put all the NBA players that we have in one bracket, mm-hmm. and then all of the high school teachers we have in another bracket, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the final is me versus you. And they and then I mean, say I, that wow they say wow you know I thought you guys had a lot of friends in the NBA but like, yeah but I DJ won the NBA bracket and I won the non NBA bracket and be like so here for the finals me versus DJ one on one you'd be like yo this is a joke right 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I know that doesn't mean I mean, I, I had five trips in a row to the finals. I'm like, dude, you didn't play the same people I played. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, again, I'm not talking about east-west. I'm talking about getting the fans a better product. Kyle, the rest of you people out there, how excited are you to watch this Raptors versus Cleveland, this Cleveland series? Answer me that. How excited were you to watch the series before that? Eliminate Cleveland. I don't even want to talk about Cleveland. How excited were you to watch the Raptors versus, what was, I don't even know who they played. Raptors versus Heat. How exciting was that series? How exciting was that Hawks versus Cleveland series? As sports fans, I, I would like to know. And, and, you know, when you say you can't change things, that's what time, over time you change everything. And that's how you, the, the goal is to give the better, to create a better product. The NBA has made several changes over, over the past two decades, all to improve the product on the thing. You know, and, and the NFL, there wasn't, they just came up with four different conferences recently. Before, remember, it was it was only two. It was NFC, AFC, and they broke it up differently. Then they broke it up into four for the benefit of the league. Matt said that um, Portland would, Portland would beat Toronto in five games. I, I, I would agree. Probably with that. so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I would I would agree with that. And and the, and the thing is, I, it would make for a better product. Yeah. It, it it just would make for a better product. That's that's all we're simply talking. About. I'm not talking about geographically. Let's just say next year. All the better teams are in the East. I'm not saying we switch it back. I'm saying what we're making sure we get is a playoff. You know, we just want to see all the best teams evenly matched against each other. Which is, in college, isn't this what we've been bitching and complaining about in college football for forever? And that's all we wanted was we wanted to see, you know, the SEC, Pac-10. We want to see all these teams play. Yo, if you're the best, we're going to play four mm-hmm. and, and then go for that. Yeah. And so, you know, you say you can't change it. That, that's what they did. That's what everybody was begging for, and that's what they did. A tournament, which is what the playoffs is supposed to be, a tournament by definition is balanced. Well, the, the difference with pros and colleges, in college you have powerhouse teams who just get all the best recruits. In the pros, you got all the best players in the world. The teams really shouldn't be like it shouldn't be. No, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be, be the way it is. <laughs> but it is. But it is. And and the only way to guarantee because like you said, it will switch eventually. And at one point in time, it was the East that had all the dominant teams. So I would use the same argument then. Like the only way, so forever, yes, you're right. At one point in time, the East will, and sometimes the West will. The only way that you balance it to make sure that whether this year was an East year, a East heavy year, and this year was a West heavy year, is to make sure that you balance out the tournament. And what happens is is that you see these teams in the West. The reason that these teams are stacked in the West is because you know that if you want to have a shot to make it out the West, you're going to have to be a good team. The Eastern Conference teams, the bar, when they go into free agency, the Wizards think right now, you know, we signed Brian and Bill and added one player. At worst, we're in the, we got a shot at the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference, San Antonio, who won 67 games last year, they know right now, there is, we got to get better. We got to get better. Like, Perry Point Blank, we added LaMarcus Aldridge. And, you know, we got to add somebody else. Memphis, they, we got to get better. The Clippers, who have a damn good team, we got to get better. Going to the East, the Raptors, like, they're in the conference finals. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not thinking about overhauling anything. They're like, we bring back Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, add one guy, and we're, we're right there. LeBron twists his ankle, and we're in the NBA finals. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? So it's like in the Western Conference, these teams that are at the bottom, they know – Hey, you better get it popping. You know, San, San Antonio was a damn good team, and they added LaMarcus Aldridge because they know they have to get better. 
And therefore, you always so – what happens is you get in the Eastern Conference, teams like Indiana, the Pacers, eh, just tweak, eh, add a player here or there. Pacers don't – they're not a legit team in the West. No. You, you know, the Hawks. The Hawks won 60 games. They were the number one seed last year. No, but they wouldn't even – they wouldn't even survive in the Western Conference. No. You, you know what I mean? So in order to make things fair and give us a – as fans – I don't understand how an NBA fan could be against that. The only way I think that you would be against that – as if you feel like that system benefits you. If you're a Heat, if you're a Eastern Conference fan and you say, hey, we play cupcakes three rounds in a row. I don't see nothing's broken. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, th- th- that's how you would think, right? You'd yep. be like, man, I, I, like, if you were in a tournament, DJ, and the competition was a whole bunch of your friends, and you'd be like, man, we're going to switch it up. You might have to play like, uh, you know, Derek Jack or Ola Depot in the first round. I'd be like, I ain't really see anything wrong with playing Mark in the first round, A1 in the second round. Like, it was working good for me. <laughs> you know, be like, oh, no, nah, you're going to have to play other good players in the first round, the second round. I'm like, nah, that's what was wrong with the old system. <laughs> that's the only reason that you would be against changing something is if it was benefiting you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I promise you, if if, if the Pac-10 and all of them had to play uh, SEC, it was like, you have to play all the SEC teams. I'm like, nah, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Like, because they're good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we don't need to go play LSU at LSU. We don't need to go play Alabama at Alabama. Like, the system that we have right now works good. We get 10 wins, and then we have to be one of you guys one time. Kyle said, um, Hawks toy with the West last year. In the regular season? Look at the facts, guys. In, in, in the regular season? Stop it. Let me tell you what, I, uh, you, you had, at any point in time last year, did you think the Hawks, man, this is an NBA, they, they're, they're a threat to win a title? At any point in time. You know who, like, like, Kyle, I know you're big on Vegas. Pull up those Vegas odds at the beginning of this year of teams to win the title and let me know outside of Cleveland what what the highest uh odd was for any Eastern Conference team. Nobody in their right mind at the beginning of the year is saying, man, if the Hawks, they could win an NBA title. Mm-hmm. As long as the playoffs are set up where you have to beat a team four out of seven games, the Hawks ain't beating anybody. How many, four how many, how many times did, um, did Toronto beat Cleveland this year? I think they beat them two out of three or three out of four. Yeah, something like that. And that that regular season stuff don't matter at all. Yeah, he he knows that. He's just you know. No, that's when yeah, people say. Yeah. I love when people say that the the Hawks record versus the Western. Stop, yeah. Stop. And, and just like you said, how many how many times we keep hearing about like you said, that's a great point. What was the Raptors' record against the Cavs in the regular season, and how's that working out for them? What do you have to say? Um, Maz said, but see, you hit on the head. The owners won't change because that's revenue they might miss out on. But here's the thing. It's not the ratings. The ratings for the second round. What? Let me ask you this, DJ. What do you think would be better ratings? A second round matchup where where the where the Clippers play the Cavs in the second round. You think that rating is higher or the Cavs playing Toronto Raptors or the Cavs playing the Detroit Pistons in the second round? Which series do you think gets better ratings? Absolutely, the Clippers and Cavs. Way better ratings, yeah. way better money, way better revenue, all yeah. the way around. Yeah. And those are the type of matchups that you would have. You, you, you know what I mean? So instead of limiting, so imagine, so let, let's, let, let's just break this down on its purest form back, let's go back one more <laughs> round right now. What would be higher ratings right now? The Spurs playing the Cavs? Yeah. Or the Cavs playing the Raptors? Spurs. Yeah. Ten times better ratings. You, you know what I mean? So there's your money. So Kyle says, <laughs> guys want to discredit T. Lou and they got to stop. I don't know who's discrediting T. Lou. 
Is that is that let's change the subject because because <laughs> because that's I look at the, that's let's 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 stop changing the subject. We can change the subject if we want to go. T. Lose my guy. I don't know who's discredited him at all. We we were talking about last year. With, um, we always talk about this year. How many times um, Toronto beat beat Cleveland? We, um, we were just saying the regular season doesn't matter. It doesn't. Them doesn't. guys look amazing right now. Yeah, and and there's and I bet there's a lot of teams that Cleveland lost to in the regular season, and they ain't a shot in hell they was gonna lose to them in a seven game series. In, in a playoff situation, I mean, th- there's a lot of teams that you can pull up their regular season record versus another team, and those two, those two teams in a, in a seven game series, that record don't go anywhere close. Yes, sir. And, my my guy Rodney Buford, ex NBA guy, said regular season don't mean nothing. Playoffs is a whole different season. And you, he right about that. He know. No, it it, it absolutely is a completely different thing. Because I mean, first of all, in all these situations, we never know when you do this map, when you do this this scenario, right? We don't know. You say this team beat this team. We don't know if LeBron played that game. We don't know if they was on the road last game of a seven game road trip, and this team was. At, you know, you don't know what the scenario was. What the yeah. scenario are. You don't know what this team, what this game meant to that team, what this game meant to the other team. Whether you know, there's games this year where the Cavaliers rested all the players. Right. Was that one of the games that and they got to win? And, and that kind of stuff happens all through the season. So that's right. why a lot of that regular stuff, you could just throw out the window. Regular and, season stuff, you could throw out the window. Right. And now when everything is on a – there's no team in the Eastern Conference that when you put it on a, on a regular on – a, on a set it up for a series, that has a shot to beat Cleveland yeah. at all. There, there just is none. And that's not about Cleveland. And matter of fact, for God's sake, let's say there wasn't a Cleveland. How bad would the Eastern Conference be? Yeah. You know, so this isn't about LeBron and, 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 and the case may be. As a matter of fact, it's almost thank God for LeBron and the Cavs because if it wasn't that, then I wouldn't even know. They, the Eastern Conference might not even be on television if it weren't for the Cavs. It would just be a, literally a bunch of teams out there running up and down for no other reason whatsoever. Well, we got Rodney Buford in here. How bad was the Eastern Conference when AI took their team to the finals <laughs> against the Lakers? But the thing is, for that whole time right there, if you remember – you were in the league then, yeah. but it was the Eastern Conference, and it has been for a while. Is a bunch of one man shows, you know. So it was mm-hmm. like Vince Carter and the Raptors, yeah. Iverson and the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota was the only team that had three players, but thankfully they had your coach George Carl there to screw it all up. <laughs> they were the only team that had they had a three headed monster before anybody else did, yeah. and for some reason he still couldn't get uh couldn't get them to win. But if you, if you remember back then, it was it was uh you know B Diddy and the Hornets. And it, it's just a bunch of one-man teams yeah. in the Eastern Conference. So it was like Iverson was the best of a one-man band. He had the best one-man band out of all of them. Therefore, he wins. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, that's it, I, I don't see how you could possibly think that the product. We the only way that you would that you could be against that would be is if the current system benefits you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which it benefits a lot of these people's these fans. Certainly benefits Cleveland. You know, I, I'm sure that if they if they were to vote on it, we know who would be voting against it. It would be Cleveland. You know, it certainly wouldn't be. You know, you, you think that a team like the Clippers and and Memphis aren't saying it would be like, the whole Eastern Conference. I don't see why any of them would want to change it. The Western Conference might the ones that yeah. be like, we want to feed off from yeah, some of these guys I, I, too. I, I, you, you think Steph Curry and them boys aren't like? I could use a Pistons series. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would. You know, how about how about that? You, you think that you know? Chris Paul wouldn't, isn't saying it'd be nice to run into the Bucks in the second round once. Right, instead of San Antonio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that wouldn't be bad. You, you know, you think that OKC wouldn't be saying, I, you know, I don't think that we should have to beat two of the best teams of all time for the right to play another? 
great team. <laughs> right. At that point, we can be, win a title. Right. The three best teams in the league. Yeah, I mean, we essentially will have played three of the greatest teams like ever <laughs> in order to win one ring. We gotta get three different rings for that. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. like I mean, literally, like they, they will have beaten in order to, by math. I think in order for them to win, they would have beaten the last three NBA titles in a row. They would have beaten Golden State, Cleveland, uh, excuse me, uh, San Antonio, and basically LeBron's team, whatever the yeah, case yeah. may be. You know, so they, that's what they would have to do to win a title. Meanwhile, this man playing the Pistons, <laughs> and then the Hawks, and then the Raptors. The Raptors team that is led by a guy. Who said he needs some me time in the middle of the game? <laughs> what do you, have you ever seen that before? Mm-mm. I wasn't even aware that happened. Okay, and then what about the fact that my man called Ty Lue and asked him if he could come watch the game with him and just get his mind right? Who said that, Kyle? Kyle. But that's his guy, him and, him and Ty are close. Right, so you think it's Tyrone Lue's job to be like, son, I'd like you to have 50 tomorrow, man, and I'm going to be the guy to fix it. So that way when Kyle Lowry goes out there has a game in his life and they say, where did he get that from in Tyrone's Talked to him last night, guys. That was me. So hold on. So Kyle, so Kyle, Kyle asked Ty, could he come watch the game with him? Yes. What game? The Golden State versus OKC with him. He wanted. To- oh, okay, okay, okay. And while they're probably looking at some film, can you tell me I mean, what I'm, I'm doing? I'm wrong? okay with that. I'm thinking. You okay with that? I'm thinking he asked him. Okay, let's watch some tape of our game or something. Yeah, it's probably gonna stick <laughs> in. What's in the bag? My iPad. <laughs> why you here? I brought some iPad. But that's the guy, last time I've seen Kyle Lowry was at T. Lou's house. I mean, that's his guy. Yeah, but I mean, they say, so apparently the guy says he, he's locked himself in his hotel room. He hasn't come out. Um, he just can't get his mind right mentally. And he wanted to go see, see his homeboy and get his mind right. Mm-hmm. Now, at Tyrone Lou was probably thinking and said, like, my job is to give my team the best advantage that I can. Yeah. Helping you get out of this funk. Yeah. That's not a good look for my job. Now I'm pretty sure that, that T. Lou, no, he's not going to lose his series, brother. No, he watches I'm the not, game in his house right, or LeBron's right, house. Right. It doesn't him, matter. Sends him the plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I don't yeah. doubt that for a second. It doesn't matter at all. No, nah, but it just from it's not a good look. No, nah, you're definitely right. There's no scenario. I don't give. I don't give a damn whose house he watches well, who, the game. But who, who, who told that story? Like that's what I'm dying to know. Because here's my thing: if I ask to come to your house, DJ, that's a conversation between me and you. Yeah. So if if that ends up on the news. <laughs> That's really interesting to me because I, I asked you, you know what I mean? Like I didn't so, run it by the news circuits. So T. Lou, so T. Lou told told somebody, man, you know this dude called me to come out the game yesterday. Must have. <laughs> must have. I mean, I don't know how else that gets out unless he said, "Hey, can you tell T. Lou to call me? I'm trying to come through and watch some film." And then, 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 like, then at that point, it's between you know a couple of people yeah. who ever heard that. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? So I, I, I mean, just watching. This shouldn't be the Western Conference Finals, the Eastern Conference Finals. It shouldn't be on Monday night we have the Super Bowl and on Tuesday night we're watching, you know, exhibition basketball. Yeah. At this time of the year, you're supposed to have your four best teams or close enough going at it. And, and, and that's it. Not just, uh, you know, a slugfest in one round and then other round. It's just a, it's essentially a, a tune-up. Yeah. The Cavs have gotten the opportunity to use this entire playoffs as a tune-up. Try this out. Try that out. Try a different lineup. See where we can fit Channing Fry in. See what lineup works with Tristan Thompson. See what sets. You know, that's all they're doing. Just a walkthrough. Trying different things. You, you got to recede that. What do you, Have you ever seen a player just walk to the back of the middle of a game because he needed some me time? No. Is that what happened? He said I, he needed to clear his thoughts. I seen him walk back. I thought he was hurt. I really was, wasn't paying that game much attention last night. I don't understand. Exactly. 
And that's a problem, DJ. Yeah, it is a problem. Like you said, you really weren't paying that game much attention. You know who yeah. else wasn't? America. Yeah. They weren't paying that game much attention. And you know who else wasn't? Kyle. Whether he's being honest or not, <laughs> Kyle. And we could probably check Kyle's timeline yesterday. I'm sure there was a lot of posts about other things that weren't even, that weren't that game related. But he's, he's, he's a heavy, heavy yes, Cleveland he guy. Yes, so he, he might, he might be like you said, one of the small percentage but, who was really. I'm sure he wasn't worried about the Raptors. There is no part of you, Kyle, or any other Cleveland fan who was worried about the Raptors. No. Or anybody else in the Eastern Conference for that matter. No. That's, that's, but yeah, I, I saw that, the Kyle Lowry thing, and, and, and it's just, again, now this is one of the East's best stars. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the West, you gotta be, Kyle Lowry would be an afterthought. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Damian Lillard is three times the player Kyle Lowry is. I don't know about three, but he's, he's better. He's better. He's yeah. drastically better. Yeah. And he's younger. <laughs> and he's younger. Come on, and dropping dimes everywhere. And he's a better rapper. <laughs> what do you think about that commercial? Isn't that kind of weird? Like that, that he's saying he's dropping dimes. Yeah, yeah he's that, definitely not dropping dimes whole, everywhere. That whole that, that he doesn't do. He averages like six assists a game, so he's definitely not dropping dimes yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of them commercials at all. It's, it's weird. Just the whole like when the play. I didn't when I saw it. Never really thought anything much of it. Like okay, that's kind of weird collection of people. Then the playoffs come around and the Clippers are playing Portland, and you're like, hold on, you guys got a commercial together? Like where you're his son? <laughs> you know, like isn't that kind of like. <laughs> you know, weird and, and like that's just and they're making fun of the Clippers not having any rings and yeah. Kevin Gar- Kevin Garant uh, excuse me Garnett why does Kevin Love look so short that's not a real Kevin Love's body did they just put his head on somebody else yeah no he's a kid he, that's put his head okay. on somebody else because I'm like yeah. <laughs> Kevin Garnett is like looks nine feet tall <laughs> I'm like, I, was, I was like I don't think he's that much taller than Kevin Love like like was Kevin Love like six five or something like Jesus dude is like towering over him yeah I'm not, I'm not a fan of those. That's a, that's just a real uh weird commercial all the way around the collection of people with Kevin Love. I don't know. That's you know DeAndre Jordan and the biggest, dress. strongest guy out the one they it's put in the dress. Yeah, and they make fun of not having any rings. Yeah, that's 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 kind of uh um what was there anything else? Anybody have any questions? Anything you want to talk about, DJ? Um, A one. Yeah, what you got for us, A one? Nothing. A one's been slipping lately, man. It's just nothing but basketball and no football news, really. No, definitely isn't. Definitely, definitely, definitely isn't. You hear that there's this eighth grader. I actually want to ask you about this, DJ. There's an eighth grader that five different schools, including Alabama, have offered a scholarship to, a football scholarship. No, I didn't hear about that. What grade? Speak on that. You being been there before. Mm Mm-hmm. Being a number one recruit, being the most side. When did things back then, which is now a long time ago, what age did it start with the heavy recruitment? And what and having gone through that, what do you think about it? Like, what do you think about the pursuit of high schoolers and or now middle schoolers? Well, in high school, that's when it happens. In high school, ninth I mean, grade, right off rip. Yeah, well, 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 for me, I didn't. Um, what was the first time you talked to a real coach? That you were like, oh, I actually know who that person is. Um, probably after my ninth grade year. Might have been, yeah, but after my ninth grade year. After really? I, after I, um, I played my first AAU circuit and everybody got a chance to see me. After that, it was pretty much over. It was just like killing time until I go to the league. I mean, a lot of schools didn't even, you know, bother because they didn't think I would go. But in eighth grade, that's different. I don't know. Okay, so now. You have a son who is, you know, coming up on that age. I mean, he's not 
that's not on the table for him. Yeah. But what would, let's say your son went through the same path you went. What, what would you as a parent? When would you? What would you say? I don't want any kids. I don't want any college coaches talk. I don't want him thinking about that until X grade. What if somebody came to to DJ right now in the seventh grade and was like, "Son, we think you can go." Would, I mean, wouldn't you be like, "Yo, we're not worried about any of that right now." Yeah, I mean, because my my focus, what I would tell him is our focus is for you to get better. Now it was good to have those options, but it, it, a lot of things can change. You know, you can. It'd be a long time before you know you have to make that decision. Yeah, and, and I feel like just putting that type of pressure and and it just changes everything you, you know what i mean in terms of now once this me personally i wouldn't if i was the grooming a kid i wouldn't want the outside world telling my kid he's the greatest i wouldn't you mm-hmm. know what i mean because my job is as a parent our job already is hard enough convincing your kid that you're not the greatest thing since sliced bread and now imagine espn telling him he is that's not what's happening these days it's weird like a, like two years ago i went to a um a kids tournament 11 year olds and there's one 11 year old kid he's he, he's a beast. He got cameras following him around all day. You know, he's icing his knees after the game and he got these knee pads on and, and I'm like, man, that's, you know, they, they starting this kid off all wrong. I mean, <laughs> right, exactly. But then I heard recently, cause I guess now he's a little older. He's like in the seventh grade or something. Whoa, he, he's a playing. Vet. Yeah. <laughs> a wildly vet in the seventh but, grade. But listen to this. He, um, he plays, um, on the 16 and under or 17 and under AAU team. And I don't know if he got MVP, but they won a tournament, and he was like their main player. Mm-hmm. He's like the seventh grade, and and that's that's impressive. So like, are you up for? And, so you're and, cool and, with the recruitment of kids, at, like kids? No, and and I'm tell you this, and what's crazy is he's never. I don't think he goes to school. He hasn't been. He's been homeschooled forever. He works out and get homeschooled. And has I'm, cameras following him around all day. I wouldn't want that for my kid. That's that, that's a lot, and and he he's small. So I'm like, what happens if this kid doesn't, doesn't grow? grow right. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, it's not something I would want for my kids, and and I, I would just in an ideal world, which is long gone. I mean, tenth grade is that is is enough? Is it so much to ask to give the kids up tenth grade to be kids? You know, because at that point you're not. I mean, once cameras are following you around and people are reporting on whether you you know he went to UCLA today and he kind of liked the gym, you know, and I saw him boarding a plane to Kentucky, and it's just like when real media outlets, like you're watching your name scroll across the bottom of ESPN in 10th grade, eh, I don't know. You know, that that's and, – and more times than not, a lot of these kids don't pan out or come close to being what they should have been. Yeah, there's been plenty of freshmen on the cover of Sports Illustrated who never made it to the NBA. Yeah, and, and you know, so, I mean, it's like why not let's let kids be kids for a little a little bit longer. See, you go right there. Dwight Howard says, no, we don't want you to be. The GM told Dwight Howard they don't want him involved in the offense. And, oh, oh. Matt Matt makes a point we just talked about. Say it's scary, bro, because it becomes these kids' identity. Yeah. They, they, they think they stars already. And that's, that was, that was my point exactly that it's just like you, your parents can't tell you anything and nobody can tell you anything. And it's just like, at the end of the day, you're still a kid. I don't really care how good you are at dribbling or throwing mm-hmm. a football or whatever the case may be. A 13-year-old is a 13-year-old. Yeah. Just because he's better at basketball than every other 13-year-old doesn't mean he's still not a 13-year-old. Hey, is there anything on there that we missed? Because those people be hitting me up afterwards telling me all these comments they had, and, and you tell us nothing. No, it's been quiet. Okay. Before she keeps it, it hasn't been on there, so. Okay. It's been quiet. The, um, there you go again. 
No, I'll say something. I'll just tell you that. Dude. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The um, Dan Tony's name for another job? Are you serious? Yeah, I was um, I was James White was telling me this on on Twitter the other day. He said something about Dan Tony in Houston. I was like, nah, bro. I think they pretty much done with him. He said, nah, he's um, he's, he's like, yeah, he's going to get the Houston job. I'm like, why? So they can play less defense than they played the last few years? Makes no sense to me. I, I don't, and I like Mike, but eh, not there. Not anywhere. Yeah, not, yeah, I think anywhere. he's right. I think he's right in this course, probably. Yeah, but I, my guess is what they're thinking is that the Golden State, we're going to get the copycat Golden State thing where it's like, but what, what, they, what nobody, what Golden lost State plays all, defense. Thank you. What's lost in all of the Golden State hype is, they're the number one team in the NBA in defense as well. And nobody ever mentions that. Everybody thinks that it's just Klay Thompson and Steph Curry running up and down shooting three-pointers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're probably thinking, well, we can go out there and just get more points than, than Golden State. Golden State plays defense, though. Yeah. And they have – and they have Klay Thompson plays way better defense than think, people think he does. Iguodala plays defense. Livingston plays defense. Bogut plays defense. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people on, on Golden State's team who are Harrison Barnes, who are defensive-minded first players. Yeah. Let me ask DJ real quick. How much of the defense you play is coaching versus the player just wanting to do that? It's like both. I'm a, I'm a defense. It's both. It's both, but you need you need the coaching because in, in the NBA everybody knows everybody plays, and you got to prepare of how you're going to guard those plays. So the coach got to tell you, okay, we're going to guard this like this. When this play just screen and roll, we're doing this. When this play just screen and roll, we're doing this. So you got to remember all of that stuff. But you still got to put the effort for. Them. So when you got a player like um, James Harden, yeah, James Harden, mm-hmm. like what's going on there? Nothing. Well, with him, with him, is, it's kind of it's kind of weird because it's not a, they they're not really running plays. So it's just, do you want to send him left? Do you want to send him right? With with him, it's like you got to kind of want to stay away from him because he's going to get into you and get a foul. I, I really don't know how. You, you, you guard James Harden. No, no, he's really. not saying guarding James Harden. He's saying defensively when James oh, Harden is out there. Oh, when he's, oh, no. Moving out no, of that's lane. both. That's, that's both, but it's probably more so him. Yeah. And I, I you just wonder, like, nobody says anything? I, I feel like, I feel like they, you gotta say something. I know, I know they're saying something to him. Greg Buckman's over there, assistant coach. He was a defensive guy's whole career. Right. I know he's saying something to James, but James is, how much can you say to James? A guy that's out there, you know, scoring 27 points and, you know, getting you whatever assists. And he's like, this is what you got a reason for. But I got to play defense I for. Mean, that's what Corey Brewer's over there for. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. They might be there to strap up against LeBron and chase Steph Curry around screens. <laughs> yeah. But they're not there. I mean, I'm sure Dwight Howard's like, yo, I'm not just going to sit here and cover up every single mistake you make like i'm the second line of defense i'm not out here guarding five people no i i agree I, absolutely i mean i I've, I've seen it i've seen you know i've been on the team with stars who didn't who felt like they they done it so much for the team and they didn't have to you know get give their all on defense and then a, you, you go got ahead. your guys who can't do nothing but that's why they're even in the league because they give their all on defense because they have no other skill right so then those guys are you scared to say something to one of those guys or is it like, are you scared to say to James Harden, yo, I mean, we would like to think in the old days, you know, a Charles Oakley or a Charles Barkley, one of those guys tells him, listen, man, if you're not going to play any defense. Then what? Then, then what's, what's his punishment? You're going to settle? I don't know. If, if James Harden doesn't play defense, what do you do? Bench him? He knows that. He, he hears, I'm pretty sure they tell him, and I know he sees everybody saying it. I mean, they got clips of him all over the internet. 
people were saying every time on all the sports shows, he he knows it. I'm sure he knows but, it. But, but, but what can you do? Um, what's his name? Benched him in that Clipper series last. Yeah, um, yeah, and he was looking for a job two weeks into the next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's if if he if he if he's gonna if he's gonna want to win a championship, I guess he feel like his team not gonna win a championship anyway. So why even put that effort forth? All right. Well, that's this week. We'll see next week. We got the Sunday. We got Sunday. We have um. Well, there's a game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland versus Toronto, very good game. <laughs> can't the line? <laughs> can't wait for that one. Said nobody. Um, even nothing. The, nothing tonight. Nope. Nothing tonight. But, I mean, it's basically nothing now until you know we, we got one series. Mm-hmm. Then we got nights off, and then we got Cleveland and Toronto's on our days that are not a night off, which is also a night off. Yeah. This this is the time that basketball fans are losing by not having the tournament. We're the ones who suffer mm-hmm. because we're not getting. That product, you know, there's a reason that the highest sports rating everything is that tournament, uh, the NCAA March Madness. That for because people want to see that. You want to see good games all the time, or you know what I mean, and and, and you want to see that excitement. This the, the Eastern Conference, especially maybe if it was. Here's the difference between college basketball, though. Why that? Like if it's a one, if, if the Eastern Conference playoff was a one game elimination, anything can happen in one game. Mm-hmm. But in the seven game series, anything can't happen. There's no scenario in a seven game series. And what's Toronto beats Cleveland? None. They can win a game in Toronto. The crowd's hype. You know, whatever. The case. Like you see, Gilbert came out, roasted the Raptors. Yeah. Did, did, did you see? Did you see Gilbert's tweet? Call, I mean, he said said the Cleveland had a buy. Said the MVP on the team is Drake. Yeah. I mean, he just listed all the scenarios that you know that there is no shot of of Toronto <laughs> beating Cleveland, and that's one hundred percent true. And at the end of the day. When they, they played the whole regular season, Toronto had the second best record in the East. So it's not like this is some fluke team that they're from. This is the second best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And they're not even close. No. <laughs> I mean, they are legitimately the second best team in the Eastern Conference, and they're not even on the same hemisphere as the, as the Cavs. And again, I would be screaming the same thing if you switched the San Antonio and the Cavs. You know, the Cavs were in the West and San Antonio, and it was, you know, if this series. At the Eastern Conference Finals with San Antonio versus Toronto, be the same thing. Be even worse. Ratings would be even worse. People were probably saying this when um, the Lakers ran through the West and went like Absolutely. they remember they lost like that one game to Philly. They, they ran through the West that, se- that season That's though because they were balling. But you you weren't screaming that because you knew Sacramento was a good team. You knew Portland was a good team. You knew Denver was a good team. You, you know what I mean? So you knew Dallas was a good team. So you, you weren't screaming. I mean, that, that Sacramento team, you know that Sacramento team very well. That wasn't no bum Sacramento team. They were just, you know, they were just balling that year. Yeah. Period. That, that San Antonio team they beat, I mean, Tim Duncan was in his prime. They weren't a bad team. So it, that's it's not the same. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, the, uh, that Lakers team the year before, the year after, was like the seventh seed in the playoffs. You, you know what I mean? So the Western Conference, that, that was not – that Portland team was damn good. With, with, with Scotty Pippen and, and, uh, and all them boys on there. That Portland team with Stoudemire. That Portland team was stacked. All right. Well, um, we will see you guys back again next week on Tuesday. Thank you everybody who tuned in this week on our Friday edition. You guys asked for another show. So we got you another show. Um, next week we'll be back on Tuesday talking everything. DJ, you have something? Nah, I'm, I have nothing. Okay. Oh, you know what, DJ? I wanted to give you the opportunity to, what does your team need to do to get into this tournament?
You need votes. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, but I don't, I don't know where to tell them to go. I just kind of copy and paste with um my TBT team. I guess we got to have a certain amount of votes to um to well, to, to, to get in because we have the listeners. Is the TBT, which I think this website is yeah, tbt.com? Yeah, we we the um the team, the City of Gods, and um we, we came we came two games away last year for a million dollars. This year it's for two million dollars. We added um James White and Chris White on our team. Um and we just got to get votes. James White's gonna be on your guys' team. Yeah. Is Hawk playing again? Yeah. Okay, good stuff. All right, so TBT, the basketball tournament, the website. I believe it's TBT.com. If not, team is City of Gods. City of Gods. So that's a uh, DJ needs votes. Uh, the team City of Gods needs votes in order. I'm not sure what it is, but go on there and vote for the vote for the team so they can get into the tournament. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever the case may be. So if you get a chance, all the barbershop fans, go out there. Tournament, uh, TBT, the basketball tournament, and the team's name, the City of God. Just go ahead and go on there and vote for them so uh, DJ can go out there. Uh, All right, thank you, everybody. We'll see you guys next week.